One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I saved every single dollar and I never bought anything from the canteen. That really taught me the value of saving and how important it is. At the end of the day, it's not how much you make in your business or in your job, how much you can save that takes you further. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shum and in this episode, we'll continue the conversation with Tak Lee and Hoping Low to talk more about their property investing journey. We'll find out the ups and downs they've had to deal with when it comes to renovating and developing, the reasons that push them to grow such a large portfolio and start a business and much, much more. Drawing on the previous episode, Lee and Lowe share the steps they undertook when deciding where to purchase land for renovations and developments. Renovations was one of the big things that we did and we sort of targeted more the uh, back then the inner, uh, inner, inner, yeah, inner circle of, of Melbourne so within 5Ks. So we bought in places like Brunswick, Fitzroy, yeah and yeah. we were fine like um, sort of places that need, how do you say, a facelift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So pretty much we, we did our due diligence and work out, you know, with, with the properties that we want to buy, with the land that we want to hold, uh, they're close to like uh, amenities. amenities, they have good public transport, um, things like that. In terms of specific strategies, Lee also shares one of the ways they often land better deals. The other thing that we sort of looked at is when some properties get passed in an auction and it gets a bit stale, that's when we... We sort of uh, see, saw it saw as an opportunity there because it would basically just be stuck in the market, and then yeah, we could negotiate better terms, better terms with the uh, with the owner. Both add that these were skills they developed and learned by educating themselves. Through the education, when we, we yeah, when we sort of learn of learn as we went along, um, yeah, it, and I said, well, it's it's lucky in the way that we did did some things right and not not you know. All wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I guess we didn't really uh, educate ourselves, but you know, some once in a while we'll go to like a one day event and you hear something um, um, that they teach you, and then we're like, oh, yep, we're going to yeah, we'll do that. that. <laughs> yeah, and then we just went home and do it ourselves. However, despite all their success so far, Tech Lee admits that there are some things they could have done better. We've always said we. We sort of never have a problem meeting our goals, but there, in a way, our goals were, how do you say, uneducated. So, I mean, we could have been in a lot better position if we knew what we knew now type of thing. We don't regret, regret anything because that's, it's made us who we are today. 
Talking about the development side of things, Lee also mentions what he and Hoping did to add value or manufacture equity and growth to some of their properties. We've done a few new builds, uh, one into twos. And yeah, we sort of did that ourselves as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it, um, we did pretty well out of them. We've had a lot of learnings too in terms of like if you're going to build if you, if you're going to build to to sell and you have to really see what the area and what the people will pay instead of building something with your heart to say oh this looks nice I would like to stay in that. In terms of building developments, Lee and Lo share some of the obstacles they face along the way. I'll just give you an example for our first development. So we just went to the architect, we go, okay, we've got this piece of land, please draw off the floor plans for us. So as architects do, not to say anything, you know. You draw looked, a Taj Mahal for you. Yeah, it looks <laughs> absolutely amazing, you know. And then you go, all right, that's great. And then we actually had the plant stamped all ready to go probably within three months, months three, yeah. four months. We've got, geez, we are steaming along, you know. We've got council approval. And now, okay, now we've got to go find a builder. And that's when we sort of uh, got unstuck a little bit because it was designed in such a way that, keep the story short, we went with a commercial builder for a residential, for two residential houses in the end because it was uh, the other builders. They didn't know how to build it. Yeah, they, they basically said it was too difficult. Yeah, a few builders actually said um, yeah. To us, if you can find a builder to build, build it. Let them know. Let them know who the builder is. Delving into more detail, Lo shares why this building was difficult. So, this was prior to education. So, we had you know, great drawings like um, there's a lot of um, cantilevers. cantilevers, like the floor to ceiling was like it was four or five meters at wow. some parts. Yeah. And we have glass everywhere. So, pretty much. Um, very expensive material yeah. and just the design of it. There were a lot of, um, a lot of steel beams were required because of the design. Mm. That's why a lot of builders didn't really know how to yeah. build it. Yeah. <laughs> so this was more of an architectural type of design, which would be targeted towards maybe an upper market. Would that be the case? Yeah, it, it is. And then we sort of ran into a problem with the site as well. I mean, <laughs> we sort of just said, okay, that that piece of land looked look great, we'll buy it. But then we didn't really understand when we got like the geotech, you know, report back what it said. We just go, okay, we've got the geotech report, tick. And we didn't know what it meant. And that's that site was actually um, a P yeah, site. Yeah. And not really, not really a good site for building. Yeah, and and uh, the foundation for the for that development was two point one meters. So it went two point one meters down, where I think the standard is nine hundred mils. Yeah, I was going to say that's very like deep. Bomb shelter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you could have built yourself a mini basement down there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of learnings. While this development certainly taught them a lot, it has in no way held them back from the development world. We've done another one to two with with the uh, with the same builder because um, yeah they did such a good job and yeah that one that one was pretty, was pretty smooth, smooth yeah, yeah because we know <laughs> we know what to look out for. Having learned so much, hoping intact tells us their updated and revised portfolio building strategies. I think we've uh, built quite quite a good base uh, with our portfolio now. So the next thing that we're looking at is mainly cash flow. 
So we're looking more into the commercial space. Mm, so yeah, we've got a commercial with three shops. And now we're sort of in negotiation with uh, with another one. And I guess in terms of when we go into commercial as well, we don't, we don't want to just buy something that is a shop. So we always look for something that we can develop in the in the long run. Yeah, so like for one of those that we have in Queensland now, we're looking at getting a development application for you know our retail offices and and apartments at the top, because in in the in the in the city I think it's got like a height height restriction of about yeah forty six meters or something. So we look for sites like that where it gives you gives us some good cash flow, but then we can also manufacture growth and basically built on it in yeah. the long term. Yeah. In the long term. So has that yeah. deal gone through or are you still negotiating that deal at the moment? Yeah, no, that, that, that one's gone through and we're just in a negotiation with, uh, with another one now. With the revised strategy and 19 properties to date in their portfolio, Lee and Lowe share the ratio of residential to commercial properties they currently have. We've got a mixture of residential, commercial, you know, so like retail office and we've also got like, um, I don't know, like a half, halfy where we've got accommodation up in the, uh, in the ski fields. Mm. Um, which yeah, which which we use a lot as well. <laughs> yeah, so part of our portfolio analysis, when we you know after we got educated, we actually sold down quite a lot that weren't really doing much for us. Yeah, and then we sort of bought back bought back a couple. So pretty and much readjusting to find the best yeah, opportunity. Readjusting. So I can say in our personal portfolio now, we'll probably have about I don't know maybe about around eight mil. And we're sitting at an LVR of around, I think it's about 53%. With so much equity, they now actually have a self-sustaining portfolio and all their properties provide them with an additional passive income. It's probably about 35, but we're looking to increase that, which is a big, I mean, which is a big difference compared to negative 110. Mm. <laughs> so... <laughs> So yeah, so that that that's been a big bonus, and yeah, just we're always trying to figure out how we can increase cash flow from our portfolio now as well. Mm-hmm. So actually, another thing we forgot to mention is we did a lot of uh, manage the manager property manager as well. A lot of them were just happy managing the property, and they weren't really keeping track of um, the market value, uh, market rental value. Yeah, they became complacent. Yeah, they became a lot. Yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah, so we actually had to let you go. And yeah, it's just basically to bring everything up to to what the market market is. And that sort of added a bit of cash flow too. Coming up after the break, we'll delve further into Tack Lee and Hoping Lowe's journey to talk about the driving factors that push them to go above and beyond when it comes to investing. Well, I always thought that... I could do a lot more. So just being, just really being the better version of yourself and, mm. you know, leaving a legacy for your family. Yeah. yeah. And then once you get to there, then you can start giving back to the community, make the world better. The best piece of advice they've ever received? I guess it's, it's, it's simple, but it's something we often overlook. And it's basically, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. No, 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 no one's going to do it for you. There's so many people, you know, out there that wants to open a new door, but they don't actually open it. They don't even knock on it, you know. No no one's going to do it for you. You have to. You have to do it. And much, much more coming up next. 
I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. Having so much success with their portfolio building, Lee and Lowe take a moment to walk us through the reasons for also starting their own business. Diversify. Yeah. Yeah. To try and get us another stream of income. Yeah. So uh, we're in the process of starting a new business, so creating uh, innovative travel products for family with young children. Excited about the launch of the family-friendly travel business, Lee shares that much of what he and his wife do all come down to valuing their time. What, what did I say? Time is free, but it's priceless. So, and it really is. Yeah, family is real. Yeah, it, that, that, that's what keeps us going, the kids. Hoping adds to this, explaining what else drives them to keep busy and stay successful. Well, I always thought that I, I could do a lot more. So just, be, just really being the better version of yourself and mm. you know, leaving a legacy for your family. Yeah, and yeah. then once you get to there, then you can start giving back to the community, make the world better. On another note, they share who has been their biggest mentors and what has been their most useful resources along the journey. As Hoping said, in, in 2016, that's when we sort of started you know, look out, looking out for coaches and education and the, and the big, 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 big mentor and coach we had was, was Dimpna, so Dimpna Boholt. He was really able to uh, turn our situation around and also really work on our mindset because, yeah... In back in 2016, we had two kids under, under three and then we had to sort of sustain such a big portfolio. It was really starting to play on our mind as well To Geez, what have we got ourselves into? So although, yeah, on the, she, yeah as I said, she was, she was a big help with regards to the, the mindset and, and yeah, turning, turning our things around. Having learned so much from others themselves, both Lee and Hoping share what they believe would be the most beneficial resources for other new or established investors out there. I'll say probably Dale Carnegie's um, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I think I read that book not too long ago, a couple of months ago. And yeah, I mean, everything is about relationships and if you can win people to your way of thinking, you'll be successful. And I think that book, since I've read that book, it, it has really of propelled me to the next level as well in uh, in my, in business and and in my life. For me, uh, I really like the Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. Yeah, that, that book really taught me how to value my time and you know what can I do to be more efficient when you're juggling a few things um, at the same time. Yeah, it definitely picked up a few ideas from that. While these resources and mentors have made such an impact on their journey, they add that another source of their success has come from the best piece of advice they've been given. I guess it's, it's, it's simple but it's something we often overlook and it's basically if it's meant to be, it's up to me. You know, no, no, no one's going to do it for you. There's so many people you know, out there that wants to open a new door but they don't actually open it. They don't even knock on it. You know? no, no one's going to do it for you. You have to, you have to do it. And I mean, for me, you don't have to wait till all the ducks are lined up in a row before you take action. You know, you get yourself educated, just do it, and then you can figure things out. 
yes. um, as you go. Yeah. Very true. Very true. If you, if you wait for things to become perfect, it's never going to happen. Reflecting on their daily routines, both also talk a little bit about their personal habits they believe contribute to their success. For a personal habit, I guess I am quite a risk taker. So, but then if you take out risk, you take out opportunities. So, I'm from from what has made what I believe has made me successful and or us successful is that we do take risk, and from that. Yeah, calculated we, risk. Yeah, calculated and, risk, and that's given it the opportunities that we we have now. And also, I mean, I've always been a a, a good saver. I remember back in my high school days, like I get one dollar a day for pocket money, you know, seven dollars a week. <laughs> I saved every single dollar, and I never bought anything from the canteen. So that really taught me the value of saving and how important it is. At the end of the day, it's not how much you make in your business or in your job; it's how much you can save that takes you further. Thinking to the past and knowing what he does now, Lee takes a moment to tell us the important piece of advice he would have given himself ten years ago. If I met myself ten years ago, don't buy cars. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> get, get coaching. Get coaching. So the best investment is to invest in yourself. You know, you will get to where you want to go a lot quicker than,、uh, yeah, trying to make things up yourself.、Mm-hmm, very true. And what about for you, Hoping? Yeah, that would be the same for me. You know, yeah, the coaching is the best gift that you can give to yourself. With so much more than growing a portfolio to look forward to, but also an exciting business ahead, to tell us what excites them most when they think about the next five years ahead. For me, will be controlling more land. And、um, yeah, I don't think、uh, it'd be a better time to buy in Melbourne and Sydney at the moment. So we're looking to, yeah, control a little bit more land in those、um, in those places.、Um, getting investors on board and growing sort of that side of our business, doing joint ventures, doing bigger projects and and developments. That sounds exciting. And what about for you, Hoping? Are you on the same same idea as that too? Yeah. Well, I'll. I'll... Really leveraging our experience in the property to to kick us、um, kickstart this business venture that I mentioned earlier.、Um, so starting our new business and growing that business that, that would be exciting. On a final note, Tak Lee and Ho Ping Lo put their spin on whether they believe skill or luck has been the driving factor towards their success. I think we make our own luck and also persistence. We we work hard. I mean, I'm not going to say we just you know we just lie on the beach and and do nothing. I mean, there was a <laughs> there was a period where we were working probably I don't know how many hours a day just just to just to make things work and and to control our portfolio back then.、Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I don't think I mean luck does play a little bit on it, but yeah, I I always believe that we make our own luck.、Mm, well, you definitely don't need to be intelligent to be successful. Yeah.、Mm. To keep working at it, be persistent, never give up. Thank you to Tak Lee and Hoping Lo, our guests on this episode of Property Investory. If you want to hear more about their journey or find out how to contact them, then visit our website at propertyinvestory.com. Imagine. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.